All right, guys. Welcome back to Just a Guy Talking Football Podcast with PJ Janky. It's time to run it back. Give us our rankings for the uh, last week and preview tonight's game versus the Jets and the Browns, and give you a little Thursday edition of Peas with PJ. All right. So let's start it off though. Running back rankings. How we did last week? Uh, money line eight and eight. Against the spread, 7-9, and nine, and over under 8-7-1 and one, with the push being with Chicago. Props, nothing really came in for that one. Sorry, guys, that happens. We were so close on about four different things, but that happens. Needless to say, we're going to run it back with the rankings now. Number 32, the Panthers. Listen, team's starting to improve as the year goes on. They had just a three-point loss to the to the Packers this last weekend. Is there some light at the end of the tunnel? I think they definitely are playing a little bit better. They obviously need more weapons on there, but it looks like Bryce Young's getting a little bit more comfortable, and that's the main thing because he's your future. So no matter what, as long as he's looking a little bit better, I mean, this loss is this this year is a complete loss anyways. So as long as he's improving, but needless to say, they're still the bottom of the rankings. Number 31, we have the Arizona Cardinals. I don't really have much to say about the Cardinals. They lost it to the Bears. The Bears aren't necessarily a good team, but Arizona going to Chicago in you know late December is usually not that great. Weather wasn't bad. The Cardinals just look like a team that needs more weapons. They need more weapons. They're throwing to Trey McBride. James Conner didn't have a bad game. They just they need something more. And I think that there would definitely be in, in, you know, in the position to get one in the draft. I think right now they're picking second overall. I don't think they're in the need for a quarterback. I could be wrong. Now, could they trade out of that position too? Sure. You know, it all depends on what kind of Chicago is going to do because they own the number one pick from the Panthers. But Cardinals need a new need some weapons, and if a Marvin Harrison Jr. is out there, I can't disagree with taking him and you know trying to pair him up with Kyler Murray for a while. All right, number thirty, New New England Patriots. I don't really have much to say. I mean, yes, you beat Denver in Denver, and great. Denver is such a puzzling team this year. I don't know what to say. So I don't know if that's a good thing that the Patriots beat Denver in Denver, but they won. I wouldn't plan on winning too many more games, New England. Uh, I know you're trying to be a competitive balance here, but I think you got to start thinking about the future. And that future is probably not going to include Bill Belichick. And whatever GM and coach uh, combination gets in there, you're going to want them to have that high draft pick to probably pick their future for the team. And that means probably quarterback because we know Mac Jones is done there. And Bailey Zappi's not the long-term answer. I mean, I wouldn't even, I don't even know if Bailey Zappi's going to make it on the new coaching staff. So, Patriots, good win. Be careful. I don't know if you want to win too many more. All right, 29, the Washington Commanders. I mean, I mean, good for them that they fought back. They fought back late in the game. They benched Sam Howell after he went six for 22 for 56 yards to kind of start the game and two interceptions. I think he got benched in the third. Jacoby Brissett came in. Uh, I mean, I think this team has some pieces on offense. It had some pieces on defense and then started trading them away. 
Is it going to be an appealing spot for a coach to go to? Well, it's an NFL job, so yes. But this new ownership has to start getting some stuff together. They have to get a new stadium. They have to get some stuff. They got, you know, Ron Rivera was trying to, you know, put in charge of rebuilding the culture there for a while. I think he did an okay job just keeping everything, you know, together for a long time. Washington, to make yourself more appealable, I'd keep that low draft pick so you could get your, uh, or high draft pick, I should say, to keep your uh, future bright for a coach coming on in. Giants at number 28, another another one that benched their quarterback late in the game and started fighting back. I mean, they've benched Tommy DeVito. Is that story over? Yes, I think it is. I mean, it's like most of these stories this year. I've, I haven't seen this many backup quarterbacks, though, get so many stories this year. I mean, we've had DeVito, uh, Josh Dobbs, Jake Browning, I mean, technically, Zach Wilson was a backup quarterback that's getting a lot of play this year. Just a lot of backup quarterbacks getting talks of, you know, and having a good couple games, too. But Tyra Taylor looked a little bit better. Giants got a big decision coming on up probably in the draft. Do they draft a future person to take over for Daniel Jones? Yes, they have Daniel Jones signed, but is it a good enough contract? I think they can walk away technically after the next year, which isn't that bad. Jones is still getting healthy. So let him come on in, you know, let him mentor the next guy for a little bit, or at least let the other guy's feet get wet, and then all of a sudden, bye-bye Daniel Jones. That's the way I think it could play out. I don't know. We'll have to see. Giants, I think this week have the Rams coming in, which isn't going to be pretty for them, I don't think. And then they end the season with uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. So we'll, we'll see what happens with the Giants, but not shocked that the Tommy DeVito era came crashing to an end. All right, Chicago Bears, technically still alive for the playoffs. Not eliminated yet. Do they need a lot of help? Heck yeah, they do. (laughs) Yeah, they need a ton of help. But things are looking up in Chicago, needless to say. They're 6-9, which is surprising for a lot of people. And really, they could be, what, 8-7 right now? I mean, theoretically, they could have they could have beat the Browns. They could have beat the Lions. They probably could have beat the Broncos earlier this season. So no, I mean, technically, they could be nine and six. But here's the deal: defense is playing a lot better. Fields is playing better. But is it enough to make the Bears walk away from the number one overall draft pick again? I don't think he's playing that good. But I will be honest with you, I am glad that I'm not the one that has to make the decision. Because no matter which way you make this decision, it's not going to be it's not going to be good. And it's going to be frustrating and infuriating. And really, I don't know if I can give too much analysis on the decision for a while. Because everything is going to be like this. Here, let's say we keep Justin Fields. Okay, the minute Fields has any kind of a bad moment in a game... <laughs> Should draft the number one quarterback. Should have done it. Should have done it. Should have done it. See? 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 Okay, reverse the situation. Say we draft a quarterback, trade fields. The minute that person, whether it be Caleb Williams, Drake May, whoever, Jaden Daniels, I don't care who it is. The minute they have a bad moment. See? Should have kept fields. See? Look at it. Should have kept fields. Should have kept fields. Told you. Told you. Good. Should have kept fields. So no matter which way this coin pops out, it's not going to be easy. I think it comes to this. And it's the ability or the necessity, I should say, that you're going to have to pay fields. 
in about a year. And I think that's where the decision comes down to. Is he better than these quarterbacks coming on out? I don't know. Maybe. I could hear that argument for sure. Is these quarterbacks coming out better than him? I don't know. Maybe. I could hear that argument too. But the main thing is any one of these quarterbacks, even if they're close to Fields' play or a little bit better, you don't have to pay them for five years. You can build a roster around them and plan to pay them at that certain point. Right now, you're looking at, yes, we have the most salary cap room, but also Fields is going to need to get paid. Now, is he going to be the top paid quarterback? I don't think so, but he's going to have to be in that range. You're going to have to pay him what quarterbacks make. You can't just turn around and pay this guy $20 million a year. That's not going to work. So that's what I think about the Bears situation. It's not an easy one. We'll just have to see what happens. But Bears definitely defense playing better. It's nice to see. Could they finish the year 8-9? and Technically, yeah. They got the Falcons and the Packers. I mean, and listen, those two teams are not world beaters by any means. So we'll have to see. I wonder if the Bears are going to try to be party crashers here. I mean, they have like, I think, a 1% chance to make it to the playoffs. But party crashing the playoffs for them, no. To crash the playoffs hopes for other people, yes, I think they could do that. And I think that's what they're going to aim to do. All right, number 26, the Los Angeles Chargers. Hey, good loss, I guess. You know, Chargers be the Chargers. And, of course, we count them out and I tell them, that they're going to get beat by two touchdowns and they decide to lose by two points and be in the game all the way to the end. That's the Chargers for you. Um, but you know what? This spot is very attractive to whatever coach is going to be out. Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, I don't know, keep naming them. Ben Johnson, the guy from um, Detroit Lions offensive coordinator. It's an appealing spot. And I think they got to finish strong to do that. Do they want to give Kellen Moore the job? Probably not, because I don't think, you know, if him not taking the job before with the interim style, that's that's a little puzzling to me, but maybe he just didn't want his record to be that bad. But I don't think they're going to turn around and give it to Kellen Moore after he didn't take the interim. All right, next up, number 25, the New York Jets. They won. They beat the Commanders. They were up 27-7, to and they ended up winning the game 30-28. to they were up 27 to 7 at half. And they ended up winning the game 30 to 28. Let that sink in for you for a minute. That's like two different two different halves of football completely. And I don't even you can't blame it on Zach Wilson anymore. And I don't think you can keep Nathaniel Hackett anymore. He's supposed to be this messiah with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, sure. When you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, anybody's gonna look like a messiah as an offensive coordinator. But I don't think you can keep him, can you? I mean, you're even maybe have to look at Robert Sala. But I don't think you could keep Nathaniel Hackett. This offense has been abysmal. And it hasn't been just Zach Wilson's fault. It, this is a bit of abysmal offense. And Nathaniel Hackett had an abysmal offense in Denver. And we'll get to Denver here in a minute. And we'll get into that whole Russell Wilson decision. But, I mean, I'm sorry. Nathaniel Hackett might have to go there, Jets. You can't score 27 points in the first half and three in the second half against the Washington Commanders. Jets, reset your offense. Yes, you're going to have Aaron Rodgers. He'll get over it. Exert some more power on your team and say, Aaron, sorry, your buddy Nathaniel Hackett can't be here anymore. All right, number 24, Tennessee Titans. Boy, you can notice a big difference in this team without Will Levis, can't you? 
So, and I think it just goes to show you what they got to do. I mean, they made the right decision. They gave Will Levis the keys. He was running with the, you know, running with the team. You know, do they, if they have Will Levis, do they win a game? Quite possibly. You know, no offense to Tannehill, but I think Will Levis is a future there. And he gives him a little bit of pep. He gives him a little bit of spark. So, and it's just not, it's, it's not shocking to see the team play completely different with him out of it. Okay. Next up. New Orleans Saints, man, they always fight back in games. They just, they they never give away, or give up, I should say. And, you know, but they're always one touchdown short or one play short. You know, they're one score away, and that's it. But they always crawl back into these games or claw back into these games really late and make it a one-score game. But that's the problem. It should never get to this point. I mean, they're usually in some of these games like Vikings and this last game against the Rams, they're down by like 14 points or something and they, they, you know, fight back at the end. But Saints, I think it might be time to reset that that coaching staff and organization. I think there's too many remnants of Sean Payton there and not saying Sean Payton remnants aren't good. I just think they need to, they need to get a new new thing going down there in new orleans it just it looks like their act is tired and they look tired trying to play it okay number 22 the minnesota vikings i mean another loss against a division team i mean technically they needed this one they're they're on the bubble of the playoffs they're hanging on by a thread i just don't see it i think this i think this story's over for the Vikings this year and to be honest with you I think it goes out and shows you what they have to do they have to go out there and re-sign Kirk Cousins they do they just have to re-sign him I know other teams are going to be out there but let's be honest Minnesota Kirk Cousins with what he was doing under Kevin O'Connell was if you still had Kirk Cousins right now you'd probably be in the playoffs if not winning the division I think you have to go out there and re-sign Kirk Cousins you have to do you see what happens when you don't have Kirk Cousins? Now you could say, oh, well, another quarterback could do it. Okay, well, we just had three quarterbacks try. And none of them were able to do it. So you're going to tell me another free agent or drafting a quarterback is going to come in here and do what Kirk Cousins does? No. He runs the offense that Kevin O'Connell wants. That's why people like Kirk Cousins. He runs your offense to AT. He does not give you a lot if he has to create plays. That's not his mo- that's not his MO. If the play breaks down, he might as well throw the ball into the ground. But here's the deal. If the play were if you have the play designed well and Kevin O'Connell's a good play designer, you see how well Kirk Cousins can run up we're at an offense. And they've got some weapons there. And their defense is playing way better under Brian Flores. And that's just year one. I think they're gonna continue to improve, but I think the Vikings, you have to go out there inside Kirk Cousins. All right, number 21, Denver Broncos. Bad loss to the Patriots. I mean, for a team that was supposed to be fighting for the playoffs just like two weeks ago, uh, not not a good showing these last couple weeks, guys. Bad loss against Detroit, and then bad lo- and an even worse loss against the Patriots. And now they're going to bench Russell Wilson. And I might as well just dive into this Russell Wilson thing now. I'm not shocked by the benching of Russell Wilson. I'm really not. I think... The thing that surprised us all is how quickly Russell Wilson has declined. Now, was he was he declining in Seattle? Probably. I guess we just didn't we just didn't see that. But man, he looks so different on another team. And I gotta be honest with you guys. 
one of the things that I took away, and I think I talked about this on the pod before this year, is the size of Russell Wilson and why he doesn't hit receivers when they're open right away. Well, I know why he doesn't hit receivers when they're open right away. He can't see them. Going to that game against the Broncos versus Bears and being able to see him, see his height against everybody else's, he is small. He is small. And he's got to get those three steps behind the line, three or four, let's say, just to see over the line. He's not going to stand up and make a pass right away. He can't. He can't see him. The minute the guy stand up, he's he's blind. So that's what one thing of why it's not shocking that they're benching him because he can't see. And he's not fast enough anymore like I think he used to be in Seattle. I think he used to get those three or four steps back in Seattle faster than he is now in Denver. So he was able to make plays faster in Seattle than he is in Denver. And that's why he looks so not Russell Wilson and so slow. He looks slow. He looks like he's lumbering. And when he's lumbering, he's even worse. And then he tries to scramble and do things. And it just it's there's no magic there for Russell anymore. He used to be quicker. I think that's part of the thing. He used to be quicker and get his three or four steps back and be able to see those receivers and hit him, hit him sooner. Now, as an offensive coordinator, you'd probably think, well, maybe we should put him in the shotgun more. Maybe we should do this or do that or whatever. I get it. Maybe Seattle schemed to have his receivers open when he would be able to see them. Needless to say, it's the decline of Russell Wilson is that. I just don't think he's quick enough to get back to hit the wide receivers fast enough. And now that he's getting back there, now the guys are able to rush the line quicker and get him in for a sack or cause him to scramble around, and then he's not fast enough to get away from that anymore either. The main thing that has lost Russell Wilson his game is his quickness. His quickness has gone down. Once his quickness went down, his ability to get himself into positions to play quarterback has declined. Was he a good quarterback? Yes, when he was quick enough to get himself into position to play good quarterback. Now he can't. That's the bottom line of Russell Wilson from my point of view. Yes, are they going to walk away from him? Yes. Will it go down in the worst history in the world for Denver? Probably. Probably. I mean, you have to. You traded a bunch of first rounds for this guy, and he didn't do jack squat on your team. But they're making the right decision by, hey, we gave him another shot under Sean Payton. Sean Payton looks like he's frustrated as heck with him, too. I mean, they've basically been telling him, I think, since October that they were going to probably you know, that they want him to restructure his deal or else he'd be gone. Well, look, you know, he won some games in November and now he's declining again. Russell Wilson's going to be on a new team next year and that's what's going to happen. I don't think he's going to stick around to be the mentor of the next guy. And I just think that the Denver Broncos are going to cut him because they're not going to find anybody to trade with him. All right, there's my Russell Wilson and Denver Broncos thoughts for you. Minus that, I don't really have much to say. Broncos, I mean, the only other thing I'll say is Who's on that team? Other than, I mean, I don't like the collection of talent on that team. Defensively, yes. Offensively, no. I don't like any of that talent on that team. I really don't. I think Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, all these receivers, I just don't like any of them. I just don't like any of them. And I wouldn't be shocked to see some new faces in Denver that play Sean Payton's style of football next year. Because I think he tried to impress his style of football onto the current roster, and it didn't take. Next year, you're going to see some changeover. All right, number 20, the Atlanta Falcons. They're still in it. 
They can win out and probably be right there, but they need some help. They need Tampa Bay to lose. I mean, they beat up on the Colts, which was a surprise to me. They got the Bears this week. It'd be such a Falcons thing to come to Chicago and lose to the Bears, which I think they can. I I don't know which way to pick in that one. The Falcons have more to fight for, but the Falcons just, I I just, they went back to Taylor Heineke. Yes, they played better football. Yes. They need a quarterback better than Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter for next year. That's hands down, and they'll probably do it. All right, next up, another puzzling team forming. The Cincinnati Bengals. What, what's going on? A couple weeks ago, you can't be beat. This week, you, you get your butt kicked by Pittsburgh. And Mason Rudolph? Mason Rudolph? Uh, whatever, P- Bengals. I, I thought you guys were. I thought you guys were going to be that. You know, get into the playoffs and cause some racket because you still had a good team. You know. Uh, sans Joe Burrow, but it looks like you're sans everything now. All right, here next up. This is this is another one of those. I don't know what to do. Round robin of trios, um, sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen, and put them in whatever order you want. Jacksonville, Colts, Texans. You could go Texans, Colts, Jaguars. You could go Colts, Texans, Jaguars. You whatever whatever combination. I don't care. Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen is these three AFC South teams. One of these teams will win the division. One of these other teams will probably make the playoffs and one will be outside. I thought two weeks ago like that the Colts had the clear path to win the division. But they keep stinking it up with Jacksonville. All three of these teams lost last week. Jacksonville, bad loss. You know, I don't know what to say about this team. They, I don't know what happened to this team. I mean, I know Trevor Lawrence is at 100%. My gosh. And I know they lost Christian Kirk, but is it really that big of a deal? That you lost that that part of your offense and and you just look so you know so inept, and the Colts, they got Jonathan Taylor back, so I like that. That's going to be better. But you got your butt kicked by the Falcons. I mean, butt kicked thoroughly. And then very finally, the Texans. I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they need C.J. Stroud back bad, bad. I mean, Case Keenum, you know, stumbled into a victory against Tennessee, but. They need C.J. Stroud back. If they get C.J. Stroud back, they can make some noise. But like I said, one of these teams will probably win the division, and one of them might be the last playoff team. We'll see. All right, number 15, Las Vegas Raiders. Hey, you beat the Chiefs on Christmas. Merry Christmas. You didn't complete a pass for three quarters. You completed Your last pass you completed was two minutes left in the first quarter. After that, not a pass completed. And you won the game. That's unbelievable that's not going to happen all the time Raiders good for you do I think Antonio Pierce deserves a spot yes I do give Antonio Pierce a job I think he's proved it enough the team's fighting for him well and get another quarterback in there I think Aiden O'Connell is okay I think he's going to be a pretty decent backup he showed that he can fight in this league that's the main thing I don't think he's your long-term answer there all right number 14 the Packers I mean I don't know what they they look like they were just gonna cream Carolina and then they let Carolina back in and only won by three. Hey, you know, technically their playoff hopes are still alive. I I don't see it. They gotta play the Vikings this week, I believe, and they gotta play the Bears last week. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know if they can beat either one of those teams. But we'll see. You know, they've they've gotta win out basically. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers at number 13. I, I, I don't even know. Mason Rudolph? What happened? 
That defense is still good. But man, you know, you go out there and you look so bad one week. And then you completely flip the script the next against Cincinnati. I don't even know. Whichever. Is there playoff hopes live with Mason Rudolph? I guess. But I, I don't. I, I don't think so. I still think they're toast. All right, number 12, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Another solid victory. I think that this is a team that's going to win the NFC South and host the playoff game and promptly probably get beat by the fifth seed. But still, Buccaneers have made some good strides over the last couple weeks. They played some pretty good football. And a lot of that has to do with Baker Mayfield. So hats off to Baker Mayfield. Maybe he's got maybe he's got another uh, year or two in Tampa Bay after this. All right, number 11, Seattle Seahawks. For right now, they're the last seed in the playoffs on the NFC side. I think Seattle's going to get in there. I think they're going to stay in there. Do I think they're going to be a dangerous team in the playoffs? No. No. I, I But I could be wrong. They're a pesky team, but I, I just don't see them having enough in a playoff game to put it all together. All right, number 10, the Los Angeles Rams. Great win last week. We talked about it last Friday. I think this is a team that's going to make some noise in the playoffs. They get into the sixth seed, and let's say they got to go play um, the Lions. Well, guess what, Lions? I don't think you want to see the Rams come rolling in. But I could be wrong. But I think the Rams are going to make some noise in the playoffs. And then if they win that game and they go on and they got to play the Niners, I don't think the Niners want to play them necessarily either again. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But whatever these Rams do, they're going to get to the playoffs. They're going to be they're going to be tough out. All right, number nine, the Cleveland Browns. Number five seed in the AFC right now. I see them, uh, we'll get into it in a few. I see them being the Jets tonight, staying in that. I mean, the main thing is Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper. Whoa, geez, these guys throwing, a, you know, 265 yards, I think, for Amari Cooper. Like, franchise record. It was unbelievable. 353 yards passing for Flacco was unbelievable. Um, Browns. I, I think they've secured. They, they're pretty much in the playoffs. I, I mean, they'd have to lose out. I don't see them losing out. So I think then, and I think they're going to be a pesky team in the playoffs too, especially against whatever probably AFC South team. If they stay in the fifth seed, AFC South say they got to play Jacksonville again, or say they got to play the Colts. Well, I think the Browns are going to beat either one of those teams. All right, number eight, clinching their first NFC North division since 1993 are the Detroit Lions. Hey, hats off, round of applause. Good job, Lions. Prove me wrong. Let's see what you got to do. You got Dallas this week, which is an interesting seeding game. So I would say, I mean, Lions still can technically get the number one seed. Technically. They got to, you know, they got to have the Niners lose all the way out. But I, you know what? Lions got something to fight for. It'll be interesting to see what they do against Dallas this week. Dallas is hungry for a win. They've had two losses in a row. I want to see how Detroit handles this because this is almost like a playoff game. I'm not going to say Dallas is going to play Detroit in playoffs because of the seeding. I don't think it's going to happen unless it happens in the NFC Championship game. But the Lions, how they handle this, how they take it in, how they perform, will say how kind of what they got to be looking for in the playoffs. So this is a great game for them to see where they're going to be at. All right, Chiefs, the only three letters I have for you is what the F. WTF. I, what was that? You couldn't even complete a pass sometimes. You gave up backup defensive touchdowns on, on two plays. Like in eight seconds, they scored 14 points. Or 15 points, I think. Whatever. 
Um, I don't know what's going on with any of these guys. None of them can catch the ball. It's not just Kadarius Tony. It's Travis Kelsey too. It's some of the other ones. None of you know. I don't know. They do. Are they? They're stumbling into the playoffs. They're going to have one home playoff game because I still think that they can win. They still well. They they are they're probably going to win the West. But I'll be honest with you. If they lose out and the Raiders win out, the Raiders win the West. Um, definitely not the Chiefs that we thought would be this year. And a lot of that has to do with their offense. And, you know, they're going to have to go back to the drawing board with a lot of it. But we'll see. I think they could be a one-win uh, playoff team this year and probably be done. You know, because if they got to go to Miami as the number two seed or Baltimore as the number two seed or, you know, I, I, I just, I don't see it. You know, I, I just, I can't see them beating Miami again. They beat Miami once. But Miami's fast. And I and especially playing in Miami. So we'll have to see. Number six, the Eagles. Okay, they won, like we thought. But was it enough? I mean, you know, Giants fought back in like always. Like and like every team this year, the Eagles keep every team in it. Even when they're winning, they keep every team in it, just like they did against Seattle the week before. They keep every team in it. They either have last-second magic or not. So, Eagles living dangerously. I mean, technically, they still control their uh, destiny uh, to win this division, which I think they will. But, it, you know, just that, it goes to show you. Eagles, good win. Probably winning the division. But, you know, number two seed. And I just don't know how much uh, effort they have to give it all. They're all in the playoffs. All right, Dallas, number five, another loss. They got Detroit up next. They need a win badly, and they need to play Detroit pretty well. They need to prove some stuff here, okay, as their own team because they have been reeling the last couple weeks. Prescott is not looking like the MVP anymore. That looks like it's going to Lamar Jackson because Brock Purdy also crapped the bed. But, hey, needless to say, Dallas, you need a victory this week to re-secure your thoughts on being a playoff contender. All right, number four, the Miami Dolphins. Big win against Dallas. Looks like they're kind of shoring up the number two seed. They got to kind of win out. We'll have to see what happens. I know they got to play the Bills one more time. But Miami kind of can control its own future. They need to get a little bit more healthy. They got Hill back. That was a big step. Number three, the Buffalo Bills. Now they're in the playoffs. That's good. They got to stay in there. They got to win out. We'll see what happens. Buffalo playing some good football. Not a great win against uh, San Diego. Los Angeles Chargers. But needless to say, you did it. They're they're playing some really good ball. James Cook fell back down to earth a little bit, but I think he'll bounce back. All right, number two, 49ers. Let's dive into this a little bit. A lot of people are like, oh, 49ers, they're out of it. They're out of it. So harsh reaction. Yeah, did they get their butts kicked by Baltimore? Heck yeah, they did. Heck yeah, they got their butts kicked by Baltimore, which they should. Your quarterback threw four interceptions. Four. Two in the red zone, I think. So, am I chalking up that the Niners got their butt kicked? Yes. Am I chalking up that the Niners are not the same team that they were a week ago? No. I think... This is a good lesson for the Niners. And I'm not just being a 49ers apologist. This was a good lesson for the Niners. It showed them some weaknesses that they have on their team. 
okay? Their defense was playing really good ball at the beginning. And if they started punching those couple red zone turnovers into touchdowns instead, that defense is right in the position it wants to be, kind of like what the Ravens were in that position. And the Ravens got into a point to where they got the lead. The Niners like to play for the lead too. Now, can they come back on you? Yes, they can. But the thing that they showed was they have a weakness. If they fall too far behind, they become a little bit predictable. The Ravens were jumping a lot of those routes. So I think this is a great time to have a loss for the Niners. You just were kind of kicking everybody's butt, and you kind of fell into that rhythm of like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, I'm not going to say that they became lazy or complacent, but you got, you got, your, you got hit in the mouth and you got knocked down. Okay, this last game. And it proves something to you. Brock Purdy has to play well. Do they have the ability to play well if their quarterback's not playing well? I don't know, but they're going to have to figure it out. So this is a good lesson for them. Let's see what they do. They're still the number two team overall. They probably are still going to be the number one seed in the in the uh, NFC overall. I think they still are that Super Bowl team. But we'll have to see what they do with these lessons that the Baltimore Ravens taught them. And the Ravens are the number one team. Now, great win. Their defense played unbelievable. They jumped routes. They were all over Brock Purdy. They took advantage of those turnovers, too, and turned them into points. Will they have enough if, let's say, the role reverses and they got to play from behind? It'll be interesting. But that defense is no joke. No joke whatsoever. And I think that they are the class of the AFC. All right, let's dive into the Thursday piece with PJ real quick. Uh, preview this game from the Jets and the Cleveland Browns. Um, it's in Cleveland, so Cleveland number one. Always remember is Superman when they play at home. Jets are not a great road team. They are two and four on the road. Now, one of those two victories on the road was in the Meadowlands anyways when they were playing the Giants and there was the Giants home, home game. So technically, I would say they are one and four on the road because that one win they were technically at home. Yeah, it's a win on the road, but you were at home. You play, you had your own locker room, all that kind of stuff. So let's look at that. They're one and four at home or on the road. I don't see that change in the night against Cleveland. Cleveland's got something to fight for. The Jets don't. Jets have been eliminated. You know, I think it's over. I mean, do I see them going up 27-7 to in this game? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I think Cleveland's going to wreck them. I think the Jets' defense is tired and bored and over it. So, and I think if Cleveland gets any kind of points, I think they're going to just start to steamroll them and run the football and throw the football. And I know the Jets have a de- you know, usually have a good defense. I think it's over. So I got Cleveland. I got Cleveland minus seven and a half, and I got over 34, 34 and a half. Okay. I could see this being a 30 to 10 game. I could see this being a 27 to 10 game, whichever. I think Cleveland's going to go out there and keep making statements because they want to. And, you know, don't be surprised if Cleveland's defense scores a touchdown on this one, too. So a little bit of something to think about on that one. All right. Let's go for, uh, a little parlay action, some props that I like that I put together. You could take these single, you could do whatever. I took 225 alternate passing yards for Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco over one and a half passing touchdowns. 
50 plus alternative uh, receiving yards for Amari Cooper. 40 plus alternative receiving yards for Najaku, David Najaku. And then 75 plus Russian receiving yards for Brees Hall. So that means he's combined. Those five picks plus 800. I took that one. That one sounds fantastic. I think it can happen. I'm going to get you guys back on the winding streak. All right, guys, stay tuned. Tomorrow, we'll go over our big peas with PJ. We got a little college football. I'm not doing so well in that one, but I'm going to regroup, give you a good college corner for tomorrow. And then we'll review tonight's game and also give you the rest of the NFL picks through the weekend. Guys, thank you for joining Just a Guy Talking Football podcast with PJ Janky, but I am out. <laughs>